Good morning and Merry Christmas. Uh, my name is Jason. If you don't know me, most of you do. I'm the pastor here at Faith, and I'd like to welcome you. So this Sunday is going to be uh, very, very different from an ordinary Sunday at Faith. So if you're a regular here, uh, things are going to be shuffled around from what you're used to. If you're visiting with us, uh, welcome to a very different kind of Sunday. So this Sunday is different because it's wrapping up the last four Sundays of Advent. For four Sundays, we've been studying Psalm chapter 98, which begins this way. Psalm 98, one, uh, just the beginning of the verse. O sing to Yahweh a new song, for he has done marvelous things. For four weeks, we've been reflecting on the marvelous works of God. We've reflected on the Exodus. We've reflected on uh, the crossing of the, the Red Sea and the plagues in that st story cycle. We've reflected on the incarnation of Christ. We've reflected on the resurrection and the second coming. But as we've been reflecting on these marvelous songs, we've been obeying the imperative of, of uh, this verse, which says to sing a new song. So I encourage the congregation, each of you, to write uh, a song during this Advent season, a song to God, a song for God, a song about God. And so for this worship service, our whole time together is going to be centered around singing songs. Uh, we're going to sing some songs that you know, and some of you will be sharing the songs that you've written over the last four weeks. So here are a couple of things before we get underway just to kind of fill you in. So for our regulars, we will be following our same liturgy, just with more songs in each part. Uh, however, we're going to keep the children age pre-K and up with us through the whole worship service. There's no children's worship today. Children ages six months to four will be dismissed for nursery. I'm just going to kind of watch the clock, and in about 20 or 30 minutes, uh, we'll dismiss them then. But we want them to be able to join us for at least a portion of our time together today. Uh, that's the first thing. Second, our worship service is going to go through three movements this morning, and each movement will begin with a scripture and a short reflection, and then we will sing. But it's worth asking the question, after you guys have endured a month of writing songs and hearing about songwriting, what, what, what's the point of all this? The goal of this morning is not to, to judge or critique or analyze the songs that our brothers and sisters present. Instead, these songs are an invitation to worship. What we do, the community worship on Sunday morning, is often this very kind of formal uh, process, sometimes even impersonal, but when you look at the scriptures, that's really not what this time should be. Community worship is here to encourage, to engage, to spur one another on to acts of love and faith and hope. And so we're hoping that the risky, raw, relational act of transparency that is singing a song you've written will challenge each of you to worship. And so I really want to encourage you, if you're sitting here, we've got seven songs coming from the congregation. While you're hearing those, I want to encourage you to, to listen, to engage, and to let your own heart be stirred uh, to worship God with your brothers and sisters. Oh, sing to Yahweh a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Well, let me invite you now to stand as we read our call to worship responsively. <clears throat> you will find in bold face in your worship guide your responses. Psalm 98 verses 4 through 6. Make a joyful noise to Yahweh, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to Yahweh with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King Yahweh. There are three kinds of songs that we'll be singing in response to God's marvelous works this morning. And the first kind of song is a praise song, songs in which we celebrate God for his character and deeds. So now let us join together and sing in heart and voice as we sing our first praise song, Joy to the World.
nature sing and heaven and nature sing and God, it is so good to be in your presence together as your people. Holy Spirit, it's our desire to worship you in spirit and in truth. And so we pray that you would meet us here in this place, that you would fill us with joy, with hope, because of the good news that is Christ our Savior. Lord, I pray for each of us as we share our songs that we've been crafting over the last month. Guide us, comfort our hearts, and we pray that each of us will be moved to worship you in a special way this morning. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. So our next two hymns of praise uh, were written by, uh, the first one by Chris Talley, and his song is In Christ, uh, A Miracle. You can find this on your uh, lyric sheet so you can read along as he sings. Evelyn, we may need a little more of his vocals when he's singing lead on this. And following that, we're going to have a song that was written primarily by Warren Drake, uh, and he borrowed some music from somebody else, but Chris will be performing uh, that one as well. And the name of that song is, uh, I can't read my own handwriting. What's the name of it, Chris? From the Corners. So you'll, you'll see Chris is on one side and then Warren's song on the other. So I deliberately wrote the uh, melody to my song to, to be easy to sing. And to, so if, uh, as an experiment, it'd be interesting for me if you tried to pick it up and sing along. And you could let me know how easy it was to, to, to pick up. Uh-huh. 
So Warren's song, uh, he wrote this last week uh, during the sermon, and he handed it off to me. And uh, so I, um, <clears throat> I uh, contacted him yesterday and said, Warren, I made some edits <laughs> to your song. I was trying to kind of make it fit musically, and, and, uh, and he said, yeah, 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 that's fine. So I wasn't sure if Warren was going to approve of my edits. And so I put my name next to his simply to take the blame <laughs> if he didn't like it. But this is Warren's song from the corner. So. From the corners of the country, the world and heaven too. Anticipating glory the day you follow through. For days and weeks and even years we wait and long to see You come back to reign over us in splendid majesty The Father loves His children, all He loves them, me and you He gives hope and time to reflect upon the things we do His marvelous acts seem unreal to the unbelieving heart but prove true to us through a life that's righteous from the start. From the corners of the whole wide earth, they listen to us speak. With strange words that seem to fail the good news that they seek. But when the gospel spoke of plain and power, it rings true. And destroys the wall of sin between God and me and you. At last we come to understand the miracle we see. We fall on bended knee and praise the triune He's given understanding that transcends diversity. In His Son, He's made us one and from sin set us free. From the corners of the country, the world and heaven too. Anticipating glory the day you follow through. For days and weeks and even years we wait and long to see. You come back to reign over us in splendid majesty. Chris. 
and Warren for those songs of praise. We cannot praise God for his character and deeds without recognizing how different uh, we are from him. Though we are created in his image, we often look like a distorted and twisted version of our Savior. So follow along in your worship guide now as I read from Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, where the Apostle Paul describes the sinful state in which we find ourselves. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. Adam, our first father, sinned, and we have all done the same. And though our sin is not always the exact same as Adam's, it has the same effect, death and hell. Because we sin, we die eternally. And those two specters, sin and death, those specters haunt us, friends. They seem, seem inescapable. I can't change the fact that I'm going to die one day. And there are often moments where my propensity for sin seems too great for my willpower as well. Yet the gospel of Jesus Christ tells us otherwise. We can be set free. But before we can be free of sin, before we can be free of the grasp of death, we have to face it. God calls us to confess our sins to him honestly, seeking forgiveness and salvation through the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ. As in Adam all men die, so in Christ, the one who obeyed the law fully on our behalf, the one who died and was raised again. In Christ, all people can find life. So now let us each confess our own sins to God. We'll begin with a, uh, a corporate confession through a reading of the Book of Common Prayer. And then we'll have a time of silence where each of us can confess our own sins to God. Let us confess our sins together. Most holy and merciful Father, we confess to you and to one another that we have sinned against you by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not fully loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not always had in us the mind of Christ. You alone know how often we have grieved you by wasting your gifts, by wandering from your ways. Forgive us, we pray you, most merciful Father, and free us from our sin. Renew in us the grace and strength of your Holy Spirit for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. And now let us each confess our own sins to God. Amen. We began our time singing songs of praise songs of praising God for his character and deeds. But in surrender songs, we turn our eyes away from the gods of this world to the right king and the right time. We turn our hearts away from lesser satisfactions to the greatest satisfaction, which is knowing Jesus Christ, our Savior. And that's what repentance is. Repentance is kneeling before our true king and giving ourselves over to him in faith and affection, seeking our highest satisfaction in him. So flowing from our time of confession, let us repent through these songs of surrender. Let's stand together as we sing our first song of surrender, Be Still, My Soul. Be still, my soul, the Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief. God 
Now as we move into uh, the two songs written from our congregation uh, that are surrender songs, we're going to invite Miss Amy to come forward first. She's going to get a drink of water. Uh, she's going to sing her song, A Waiting Song, followed by, uh, I'm going to sing my song, which is entitled Pray. And if you didn't get your lyric sheet, uh, if, make sure to grab that. So Amy's going to come lead us. We haven't practiced. I just started. Waiting, waiting, expectation, hope to see the world anew. Man has longed for restoration, God's creation broke by sin. Adam, Eve, and their heirs hoped that one day Satan would be crushed. All the prophets and the angels knew this babe would save us all. Waiting for a clearer vision which the dawning sun will bring. Disappointment turns to hope, all creation starts to sing. World was lost in a fog of sin, hatred, anger ruled the day, till the babe born in the stable, hope delivered in the hay. Sing a new song to our Savior, born a baby long ago. Babes first morning exultation, barnyard hosts around the throne. Little lambs fall, mother cows move, sheep dogs bark, kittens mew. Laying hands clock, morning doves coo, early praises to their king. Simeon waited many years for the one whom God promised. Then one day he saw a baby, and he knew that was the one. Jesus grew to be a leader, teaching, healing, loving all. Crowds all came to hear him teach and be healed 
by the one. Father brings his boy to Jesus. Help him, please, I know you can. I can heal him if you believe. I believe, help my unbelief. Likewise, we must turn to Jesus, Son of God, and hope for all. Daily repentance and confession that he is our Lord always. Thank you, Amy. That was awesome. So my song um, could very easily be recast as an evangelistic song, but I wrote it to myself. So this is a song uh, calling me to, uh, to repentance. You, you won't be able to follow along. It's, uh, it's just not intuitive. Oh, unbelieving heart who roams to search the globe endless quest to fill your grasp with glory golden lord what is it that you want this longing in your soul for love for comfort praise you like a child without a home brother pray oh my soul pray forget this search Go back home and pray. Oh, unbelieving heart, won't you hear the truth? The Father's stores are always yours. He's waiting there for you. Still you look for signs. You seek a word more sure. Do not have because you do not. Brother, pray. Oh, my soul, pray. Forget this search. Go back home and pray. He sees you when you hurt. He hears you when you groan. Come now to your senses, child. Your father waits at home. Brother, pray. Oh, my soul, pray. Forget this search. Go back home and pray. It's the most nerve-wracking thing in the world is sing a song you've written in front of people that you love. We have heard the call to repent, to return to our Savior who was born on Christmas Day. But he didn't stay a baby. He preached the good news. So let us you remain seated and read responsively our profession of faith. When Jesus first preached his gospel, he said, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As we have repented publicly, let us now profess our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The scriptures never leave us without assurance of pardon. 
for those who trust in Christ, who confess their sins in faith. So hear this assurance of pardon from Psalm 98, verses 1 through 3. Oh, sing to Yahweh a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Yahweh has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. The crucifixion of the Son of God and his resurrection were not done in some hidden corner of the earth. It was done for all to see. So brothers and sisters, for you who believe in Christ, who trust in him and publicly profess his name, your sins are washed away and your Father's love rests upon you. Let us respond to this good news by singing together the Gloria Patri. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. I will um, we'll go ahead and, uh, oh, John, are you, are you reading for me? We, uh, you are correct. Sorry, there's a lot of pieces and parts that are different this morning. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for us um, in response to the Lord's Supper and prior to the reading of God's Word. And John will read for us and then we'll dismiss uh, the youngest ones to our nursery. So let us pray. God, we want to be a people who are shaped and molded to your Word in every way. We who have received Christ, who profess faith in Him, who have met you at the table. We pray, Lord, that as your Word is read as it is sung, as it is taught, Lord, uh, that it would shape us more and more into the image of Christ. So now as we hear from your word once more, we pray that you would open our ears and our hearts so that we would hear it in faith uh, and that we would respond to it with acts of faith and love. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. The reading of God's word this morning is from Psalm 98, verses 7 through 9. I'll be reading from the ESV version. You can find this on page 500 of the Pew Bible or following Jesus' Bible on page 617. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before Yahweh, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be, Thanks to, be God. to God. If you have little ones, we're not doing children's worship, but uh, nursery aged, we like to take them over to nursery. Now would be the time to do that. So in these final verses of Psalm 98, the psalmist reaches his crescendo as he now invites the whole world to join the chorus. His voice rings forth to every corner of the earth, inviting people to know God's character, to know God's deeds, and to submit to his kingship, to praise God and to give themselves over to him. Two weeks ago, I went to a conference on Zoom. You know, it's the sort of thing we do these days. But regardless, I heard a speaker whose message really gripped me. And here's what he said. He said, Christians need to learn that institutions don't spread the gospel. People do. People filled by the Spirit, speaking the truth in love. Pastors and church staff don't spread the gospel. The whole congregation does, together, as the people of God. When every Christian realizes, he said, when every Christian realizes that it's their calling to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth, that changes us from being a dry, institutionalized church to being a kingdom movement. When we accept that call and spend our lives for the salvation of the world, then the gospel spreads. And it's to this lifestyle that the psalmist invites us all. This is why when I read this psalm two, three months ago, I thought two things. Number one, this is a really great psalm for Advent, but number two, what a, a great way to invite all of God's people into the work of speaking the truth, of inviting others along. And that's where the cockamamie idea of everybody writing a song came from. But man, it's been a joy. It's been awesome seeing how God has worked in each of you, sparking a desire to speak the truth in your own words and in your own voice. Thank you for all of you who have participated. There, there are so many other songs that you guys don't get a chance to hear this morning. 
Maybe we'll hear some of those down the road. But thank you to those of you who have shared. Thank you to all of you who participated in this process. And I hope what it does is it awakens a desire in your heart to speak the truth of the gospel more clearly, more winsomely to the people you know and love. Because it's us. It's not the institution. It's not the pastor. It's us together on mission for the gospel. So let us join our voices together now with the psalmist, inviting ourselves, one another, and the whole world to trust Jesus. This last set of songs are uh, evangelistic songs. So get your worship guide and let's sing together, Angels We Have Heard on High. sons. That's right. As you know, my family is sick. JJ is out. This will be much more charming uh, coming from him. But he coached me yesterday uh, on how to sing uh, this song, The Heart of Jesus. Sing with me, know the tune. Jesus loves you, don't you know that's true? Give him all the glory and come confess your sins. He always cares for you, you're invited to his home. You can cry out, Abba, Father. Jesus cares, Jesus cares, Jesus cares for you. If I were you, loves you don't you know that's true give him all the glory and come confess your sins he always cares for you you're invited to his home you can cry out Abba Father Jesus cares Jesus cares 
now Rose Bivens will come, and she is going to share with us Luke 2, 8 through 11. In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. And so the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ. Christ. The Now our final evangelistic song calling the whole world and even you to believe is Miss Evelyn Fry is going to come. Now we had told you you didn't have to sing it if you didn't want to. You could read it. And uh, Evelyn has become kind of a free, a free verse poet uh, this Advent. So she's going to come and read uh, her song for us. And you can follow along. Hers is written on your sheet. And the title of it is, uh, let's see. Christmas meaning. I get to be in front of the mic for a change. I just don't think in songy, so trying to put something in song, I just didn't. So this is just my thoughts on um, what Christmas is all about. At this time of the year, we celebrate Christmas, that first coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the music hymns and songs stir our emotions and we can so easily enter into joyous praise. The stage is set, the costumes and banners are dazzling. The manger scene is sweet to our eyes. Outside and throughout our country, this same manger scene is causing quite a stir. It is not wanted. Cries go out of this reminder of the birth of our Redeemer to be removed from sight. Our God and Redeemer chose to come among us as baby born, as a baby born in humble surroundings, not in a castle. His bed is a feeding trough. He left all his glory and majesty behind. His birth announcement was not sent to the king of his people, nor to the high priest of his temple, but to lowly shepherds who watched over the sheep of the temple, the sheep for sacrifice. Wise men from a foreign country came to find and worship him, bearing wondrous gifts fit for a king. The local king also saw him, but not for worship. Our Lord further humbled himself in order to proclaim a love for us far beyond anything we could ever imagine. He stretched out his hands and died in our place. He was buried in a tomb not his own. Sorrow rose among his followers, but this was not the end. He rose in glory and is now King of kings and Lord of lords, our redemption won by his shed blood. We need only to admit we need this Redeemer and believe that he paid the full price for our sins and receive his full pardon. He has promised to come again a second time for both the redeemed and for judgment. Will you be able to sing and rejoice before him? Will you be able to stand at all before him? Only you can answer that question. Perhaps he delays his coming just for you. Thank you, Evelyn. So what was the goal of this songwriting exercise over the last four weeks? 
On the one hand, it was a gimmick. It was just another way to challenge you to contemplate the Lord and his marvelous works. It was an invitation for you to worship God, perhaps in a way that you haven't before. But on the other hand, I hope that God has awakened in you a, a deep soul urge to worship God in your own voice, to write new songs, perhaps, to sing new songs, definitely. And I hope that this was a, a creative, soul-level activity that spurred you on in your affection for Christ. I hope you've enjoyed this process. I hope you've enjoyed this morning. And I hope that your song won't stop here. Oh, sing to Yahweh a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Let us pray. Holy God, uh, I am so honored to be a part of this community where your spirit is at work in the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls to know Christ, to trust Christ, and to tell others of his coming. Lord, I pray that each of us found something in, in one or many of these songs that encouraged us to know you and to worship you with a whole heart. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for coming to save us from our sins. Thank you for making all things new, not only in your birth, but in your death and resurrection. We look forward to the day when you will return, Lord Jesus, and we pray that you would come quickly. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's move. It's suddenly going to feel very similar to our regular Sundays. Faith Presbyterian Church, what is our purpose? We glorify God by following the Holy Spirit and loving like Jesus. And FPC, what is our passion? That our lives and homes would display Jesus' greatness, the Bible's authority, and the gospel's message of hope. I'll invite our deacons to come forward now and take up our offering. Uh, if you would prefer to give online, you can at faithpreschurch.org uh, slash give. And while they're coming, uh, direct your attention to your worship guide. We've got a few announcements for you to be aware of. First of all, we are not doing our monthly potluck next Sunday. Ordinarily, we do it on the first Sunday, but January 9th is our church's anniversary, so we're going to move the potluck until then. And uh, if your last name starts with A through C, you will bring casseroles. If your last name starts with D through M, you're supposed to bring salads and sides. And then last names N through uh, Z uh, bring drinks and desserts. So next Sunday is the beginning of the new year. Um, so we're going to be starting our new, uh, two new things actually. Our middle school Sunday school will start next week. So Mike, I know you're taking up the offering, but that's you, brother. New Sunday school class starting next week for middle schoolers. Uh, and for the adults, uh, Todd Fernandez and I think I, we're going to be teaching a class together called uh, The Best Kept Secret of Christian Mission. If you want to know how to share the gospel with your family and friends that don't trust Jesus, come to that class because that is the exact thing we're going to be talking about. And then starting the following Sunday on the 9th, Jim Ross is going to be leading a course uh, through R.C. Sproul's The Holiness of God, which is an unbelievable work. And so we encourage you adults to come to those and, of course, kids come for our uh, Sunday school. Uh, one of the things we're, we're starting doing now is just updating you after we've had a recent session meeting, what we covered in our most recent session meeting. Our minutes are supposed to be available today for you to pick up and take home if you wanted it. It's pretty boring stuff, but I don't think it got printed because Beth was off this week. We'll make sure they're back there next week. But here are just a few things for you to be aware of that happened at our most recent session meeting. First of all, we signed the contract for the children's building, and we met with the finance committee uh, about some loan options. We discussed plans for the Brazilian church plant in 2022, including a soft launch of public worship in Portuguese. And uh, we called a congregational meeting, to let you know, uh, for Sunday, January 9th. So it'll be before our potluck, and we're going to be doing three things. We're going to be amending uh, Article 3 of the church bylaws. The presbytery said they were out of order, so we've got to change that. Second, we're going to elect ruling elders and deacons, and we'll let you know the docket next week. And we're going to be deleting Articles 4 and 11 from the church bylaws. Uh, again, the presbytery said that those are kind of redundant with other issues. So that's what we'll be doing on the ninth. If you have any questions about any of those or any other things going on behind the scenes of faith, don't hesitate to let us know, let me know, or any of our elders. Well, let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for giving us to each other as a covenant community. And Lord, we want to first lift up those who are sick amongst us. Father, we pray, especially for Daisy Beck, uh, Lisa McDonald, Hella Franklin, Mary Edmondson, and Dorothy Ross. 
Uh, Lord, it's good to see Edgar here, and we pray for his continued uh, recovery from surgery and, and illness that followed. And uh, we pray for, for my family, who's at home with the flu, and for all the others who uh, in our community are, are sick right now. We pray that we, as a community, would be uh, a presence of refreshment uh, in the lives of the people around us who are struggling and uh, who are ill. Lord, we do want to pray for the incoming elders and deacons that will be elected on the 9th. We pray that you will give them wisdom and grace uh, to know your will and to do your work. We pray for our session that they would have the mind of Christ, uh, that they would remember that this is your church, uh, not ours, and uh, that we would lead uh, according to the mind of Christ. And now, Lord, together we pray the prayer that you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, let me invite you now to stand and to receive God's blessing, this blessing that he's been speaking over his people for thousands of years. May Yahweh bless you and keep you. May Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May Yahweh turn his face towards you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. And go in peace.